practice when you look at yourself in the mirror. What do you see? Are you smiling back at yourself or do you immediately think of all the ways you would want to change your body because maybe then you will find yourself, have more success, feel confident, feel sexy, feel anything better than what you do right now and feel anything better than what this body is reflecting to you. If you have known this struggle, if you are going through this right now, I totally understand. I, for most of my life, has struggled with this, this idea that to eat less, to train more, to have to begin over and over is the only way that I'm going to get to my quote-unquote body goals. I know that this has been a struggle of most of my adult life especially after having children, after wanting to go back to the body that I once had. It's a thing that most of us women go through. But today I have an incredible guest. Her name is Tasha Brown, and she's a habits-based nutrition coach who is leading the charge to help more women, especially women of color, to love their bodies and stop trying to shrink themselves in order to be healthy. I know you are going to love this one and I love it when you share these episodes with your community because if it has helped you in some way, I know it will help another Wahine grow as well. So thank you so much for all of your tags and your shares. Please continue to do so. It means the world to me and I'm sure Tessa, after she sees your takeaways. And without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Calling all my island women with big dreams in your heart and a desire to create success on your terms while making an impact in the lives of others. Welcome my sis, you're in the right place. Welcome to Beyond the Reef podcast with me, Uilani Tevanga, a wife, a mama five who was once stressed and struggling how we were going to make it in our homeland to creating multiple six-figure businesses and mentoring others to do the same. On this show, we will dive deep into feminine leadership and liberation as we awaken the mana within, so you can go beyond the barriers you think are keeping you stuck. You will learn how to lead yourself through deep and lasting transformation in life and business as you reflect, reimagine, and redefine success on your terms. And if you are ready to rewrite and reclaim your future, it's time to go beyond the reef. Recently, I have been really in the space of helping women come back home to themselves. And you definitely hit the nail on the head with not wanting to change ourselves. I have this saying about... Everyone wants to be in their higher self, right? Like, let me have my higher self. But if we can't love the self in front of us today, what makes us feel like we are going to be capable of embracing and loving this higher elusive self? So I'm so excited to have you on the show. And I would just love if you introduce yourself to everyone listening and we'll just go from there. Thank you. I am so, so excited to be on today's episode and like to be your first guest in a long time. And, um, I love your approach and like what you're teaching women and what you are kind of like speaking into them. Cause that could, that is the truth, right? If we cannot accept where we are now, 
we're never going to accept us in a different form or in a different shape or size. And so my name is Tasa Brown and I am a habits-based nutrition coach where I help women um, improve their relationship with food to mend the broken relationship that they have with their body. So if that was too hard to follow or to navigate, it's mainly I'm helping women with food. Um, usually and typically women who struggle with body image, struggle with themselves or coming home within themselves, um, usually have a broken relationship with food. And so that's what we focus on to achieve that ultimate goal of being at home within themselves. And I think that is every single woman. I don't know what woman I have ever met that hasn't had that kind of complex, you know, even the most confident women that we see, we all have been told, eat this, don't eat this. This Mm -hmm. is what will get you the results and whatever. So how did you get into nutrition? So first of all, I I couldn't agree more that really our broken relationship with food is almost inherited um, just through generations and generations of um, talk and narrative around food, around body size. And so as far as nutrition goes, for as long as I can remember, I've always been um, very obsessed with food. Um, I started at an early age, obsessed in a way of just loving food, just enjoying it. Um, I always liked quote unquote, the finer things at a younger age, like, you know, as fine as like sizzler shrimp and steak can get (laughs) when I was a kid. Um, but just always loved just like the taste of food and really enjoyed it, enjoyed, um, what it did to people of like being gathering, um, enjoying one another's company. Um, and then as I got older, I started to be more interested in like how it can help us take better care of our bodies. Um, and I liked that aspect, but it quickly changed into and resulted into, um, now that I'm an adult looking back and eating disorder and very obsessed with wanting to be smaller, um, to be thinner. And what's interesting is I never got that messaging from my parents. Um, but somehow I equated my worth, my beauty, my success, basically everything, um, kind of like in this human experience equated to my size and, um, and that's what all really that I could offer to the world is my appearance and my body size. Um, and so that actually drifted into my adult years where it went so extreme, where I cut out all sugar and all flour. And I finally reached my, my, um, goal body weight, which was Jessica Alba's weight. I don't even know how I found that out, but she was like body goals to me. And so I remember wanting to aspire to be like her in that form and hit my goal body weight. And I never hated myself more. I never hated my body myself. I remember stepping on the scale that morning, looking at the body weight. And I was like, wow, I, I reached my goal. Mind you, I was, I weighed less than I was in high school. I was 27 years old. Wow. And that's when I knew I was like, there's something wrong. Like, this is not right. I thought that if I got to this place, all of a sudden success, love, worthiness, validation, all those things that I was working towards would just come rushing in. Mm -hmm. And I have, I never hated myself more. And so since then I, um, 
I got into like tracking macronutrients and that shifted me. That was something that I feel like I needed to incorporate because it encouraged Did that me help you together. to ease up a little bit on not being so strict? Is that what the first place you looked for? Yes. Yes. And that is like, kind of like the, um, messaging that tracking macronutrient sends is just like, you can be eating this and this, as long as it fits your macros. And so it made sense to me and it was very helpful in that sense. And I, I think for me and my personal journey, it's something that I needed, um, at that time. And so as time progressed, I began to realize not only on my personal journey, but also the women that I was nutrition coaching, um, that it didn't help achieve the end goal of feeling, um, of having an improved relationship with food and having an improved relationship with their body, because no longer are you looking inward, you're looking outward, you're looking, you're depending on an app, you're depending on a scale and you're not trusting yourself. And that is how you are able to fully come home within yourself and fully come to this awareness. It's through trusting yourself. And that is when you develop this love um, and acceptance for yourself. Oh, so good. I know we've just <laughs> met, but if you know, everything beyond the reef has ever been about has been exactly that. So it's so amazing to hear because there's different facets of the coming home. Um, you talk, well, there's a reel that you did recently and I want to talk about this one. Yeah. Well, first of all, your name, right on Instagram, <laughs> Brown girl method. I'm a hundred percent here for it. <laughs> and as a mom, and I know you're a mom as well, I, I'm married to a Samoan, like I'm married to, and my kids, you know, I really don't like taking them to the doctor's office mm. because every time like they go there, they're, you know, no like shade here, but their white doctor says mm. they're too big or they're this and this, but I'm like, if you take them to Oahu on the North shore, my kids are perfectly normal. <laughs> like take them in Polynesia. They're, they're just not built this way. And I think that with the Brown Girl Method, it's so brilliant because we cannot be comparing ourselves, like you said, to the Jessica Albas of the world and whatnot. So tell me about the name because she's a little so, spicy. I love it. So it can really be taken either way. Brown Brown is my, is my married name, my married okay, last name. Yeah. And I always used to joke around, I used to work for someone and they always used to joke around about calling me brown girl. I mean, I'm brown, I'm half white, half Tongan. And so I am brown, but I kind of joked as I like got married and that became my last name. <laughs> the brown girl. So cute. Yep. Yeah. But now I feel like um, because of my messaging and the community that I serve, I'm very passionate about serving women of color um, because we cannot be held to the same standard um, that has been placed upon us in regards to health. Um, I get really passionate about this. So if I like, yes, go for it. Place, I'm sorry, but for women of color, we are not held to the same standard or we should not be held to the same standard of health because it is, um, it is very centered around white, um, thinness. Um, if we go based off of the BMI, the, um, body mass index that was designed and it was based off of a white male. And I can't remember the year, but it was centuries ago. Wow. And, um, that is, that standard is being held to the masses now when it, 
it does not determine health. There are so many different ways to be looking at health. And I really resonate with like you taking your kids because I have, I'm married to a someone as well. And so, um, just Brown people, individuals, we are heavier people and it does not mean that we are unhealthy. Um, even my husband at his fittest, he, based off of the BMI, he was, um, considered obese based off of the BMI. And, I remember reading, I've uh, read a few research studies because I was curious if they ever like put BMI with um, specifically Polynesians, um, Pacific Islanders, because um, I know that we, we have heavier bones. We actually have more lean body mass or lean muscle mass than, you know, your white male based off of the BMI. And what they found in this study was that the BMI is not applicable to, this was a concluding thing. It is that the BMI is not applicable to, um, the Polynesian individuals that were, um, conducted in the study. And this was only one, I mean, there wasn't very many studies, but this was just one. And it just confirmed to me of just how true that is. And so we need to stop placing our standards on the outside source because it is not um, an indicator or it should not even be like a check-in to see if we're doing well or not. I love it. It's a form of decolonization. And I know you want to talk about this. I love to talk about this. I also (laughs) tread very lightly with this too. Like, cause I'm, I don't feel like I'm the, you know, political expert on this, but it really is just taking off the things that were placed on our ancestors and realizing it's no longer for us. I love talking about decolonizing faith and sensuality. And we're going to talk about decolonizing health. So sis, lead us through it because I love <laughs> listening to you. It's so oh, It's definitely something that I am still learning. Um, and I think a lot of us are learning kind of just like this a lot of women that I'm talking to women of color are on this path in this journey of decolonizing certain areas in our life. And for me, it's health. Mm-hmm. And, um, BMI is just one of those examples of how colonization has been placed on health. Um, and if we're being completely honest, colonization is so just like woven into the way that we function as a society, the way that we speak to one another, just it's so many. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's so many layers to it. And so, um, will I ever be completely decolonized? No, I probably won't, but I think it's really important to be aware about different areas like religion, like sexuality, um, and like health, because when we are able to recognize that we under, we will then, um, understand that there's nothing wrong with us. And with colonization, if we go back centuries that was kind of the motive of you know the white man to come in to fix everybody right and to come off authoritative as like this is the right way this is the better way and so we could get so deep into this but um even if we go based off of like food like food bringing brought in um where i i took a Native American class and um, about a year ago, and we were talking about how like the white, you know, like the white man came in and um, where Native Americans had just like this 
perfect networking system of trading and goods and all of these things and with food. And it wasn't until disease wasn't, you know, introduced until the white man came over thinking that they were better. And so Mm. when it comes to health, when we are able to recognize, um, and will we be able to recognize all of the colonization within health? Probably not. And that's why I encourage women to be looking within themselves to understand, like, we can incorporate our cultural foods. There is nothing wrong with our cultural foods. And when we are able to um, implement that, we recognize it's like, gosh, like I was only taught to eat X, Y, Z, and there was no room for my cultural foods thinking that we are wrong. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I was told, I think at one point when I was getting ready for a hula competition, that poi had too much carbs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so that you know we have to be snatched right to dance our cultural dances so if that's like not just a good <laughs> if that's not just a you know perfect example of that but anyways yeah totally sis no I think no I think that is because it's like why why is my cultural food not good enough when it is absolutely good enough right and when so in my coaching I work really hard um most of the women that I work with naturally are women of color, which I love. And it's my freaking jam because we all have cultural foods in our background that we've been kind of shamed either in a direct or indirect way. And so within my coaching, I work really hard to encourage women to incorporate their cultural foods and to understand that the way that we use food as Polynesian people is okay and it isn't wrong or it isn't bad because that is our way and that's how we've been raised to show love or appreciation or gratitude or celebration or grieving and um, again that's breaking away from diet culture because diet culture tells us it's bad to you know celebrate with food or it's bad to look at it in any other way than than fuel when really I feel like diet culture is like colonized (laughs) diet, you know, when really we can be using food in the way that our ancestors used to use it or the way that we've been raised. And it's switching that mindset that we're able to improve our relationship with food. And again, come within ourselves and know and be validated and feel at home. I love this. And I love the leadership that you have for the younger generation as a mom that is so huge for me. And my girls know, don't you say the F word. And I'm not saying F-U-C-K. I'm saying fat. Like, don't you say that in my house? Because I remember girls, you know, at a really young age already going, I'm so fat. And, you know, they learned that from their mothers. But I would love for you to talk on the maternal perspective of things, of setting a good example for the next generation of women so that they don't have to have these complex, you know, whatever, broken relationships with what we put in our mouth. So when it comes to, so I have, now I have three girls. I have a 10 year old girl, a five year old and a five month old. So, um, but even with our sons, I think it's also still important to, I drive, I really try to drive home that you're more than your appearance. And I want my, even my son to understand that, that women, we are not here for your, 
for your viewing. Like we're not here to look that's good. That's not for the you. sum of who we are. Yeah. Right. And okay. that's not. And so I work. Yes, I do tell my girls that they look beautiful, but it's not something that I tell them every day. I focus on the things that make them then them. Um, I had uh, one day, my daughter, she's getting to the age of um, being more aware of her body, my 10 year old. Um, and so are her friends. And she came home to me and was telling me how her friends were talking about how they um, are, they don't like their body. And so they need to lose, they need to lose weight. And as a mother specifically, and like what I do for work that hit home. And it really concerned me because she's being um, exposed to that. And I was so proud of her response. And she was telling her friends, she's like, no, your body's good just as it is. And so I think what we need to remember is the things that we speak, how we speak about ourselves is how people around us, including our children are eventually going to view us. Um, and even though our children love us to death, but if we do not speak positive things about ourselves, they are going to adapt, adopt that. And they're going to reflect it upon themselves. And they're going to think, well, maybe I am, I'm fat, or maybe I am bad for having a bigger body. Cause my mom doesn't like her body. Like, what does she think about me? Even though we might be speaking positive words to them. And so I hope that kind of like answers your question, but I think when it comes, when it comes to that, it comes to also the actions that we take within ourselves, like from our day to day. Um, and at first it really, it was hard to be super aware, you know, like a good example is just like eating a cookie and then saying, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym later. I mean, how often have so many of us said that at some point? Um, yeah, I have said it at some point too. And so it's just being aware and allowing yourself to mess up. Cause you're going to mess up. You're working against years of this type of behavior, but over time, the more you'll become more and more aware about how you talk to yourself, um, and how you talk to your children and something that I want to add to that. Sorry, I'm talking so much, but oh, that it's just so good. And I'm actually taking notes and I have, yes, <laughs> no, but something I, I think that's important, um, to say is that being fat is not bad having a larger body is not bad. Um, and reminding yours cause health can be found at any size. Health is a behavior. Health is the inside, like your blood work. You cannot base, base someone and how they take care of themselves or their health based off of how they look. It depends on their blood work. It depends on their behaviors. And so looking at our children, if you have a larger child, um, it doesn't mean that you've done anything wrong as a parent. Our society has been built around and has glorified smaller bodies for as long as we can remember. Um, and we need to understand that a larger body is not wrong, even though it might be harder to live because, you know, certain things like chairs or like doorways are, aren't built for all types of sizes, but we need to understand that health can be found at any size it's not a specific size this was so on the vibe because the next question I was actually going to ask was what was your take on the body positivity movement as someone who mm. prioritizes health because I I know that you're really into weightlifting and so that was 
amazing. That was exactly what needed to come forward. I would like to now ask you a little bit about your business because obviously I could talk to you for forever and just <laughs> learn all the things. I'm probably signing up for the Brown Girl Method. I'm just putting it out there. Um, I want to know about like you as a business owner because yeah. one of the things that holds women back too, right? With accepting ourselves is like, we're driven, but how do I put my message out there? And you do it in a way that is, is very like, what do you call that word? you lead, you know, like you just, you put things out and you, you use your voice and you know, like, I don't need anyone to validate this. Cause this is my truth. That's, that's what I get from you. What are your, um, what is some wisdom that you can offer people that are listening who are trying to build something for themselves from the past, from things that they're passionate about? How do you put yourself out there like this? So it's different for everyone. For me, my path, I, I kind of had to gain a little bit of self-confidence in my work. So I actually worked with a nutrition coaching group for a little bit. Um, but as I worked with women, I recognized that when I was doing more harm than good with the women that I was working with, because women were specifically coming to me, we had like our bios, like on our website and clients could choose which coach they wanted to work with. And my quote unquote, superpower was helping women, um, improve their relationship with food. And, um, so I would get clients that way and I would coach them how to track macros. And just as time went on, um, after I left that coaching practice, um, almost all my clients were no longer tracking macros and we were just focusing on health promoting habits. Um, and they were much more happier living a much more sustainable way. And they, some of them didn't even change their body size. Some of them, um, maybe lost like a few pounds, but nothing drastic. And they were leaving, or I was leaving them, um, loving their body a lot more. And so because of that, because I was able to see that success with clients, I was like, I can't be a part of this coaching group anymore. I I'm kind of hiding behind this um, this method or kind of a hi hiding behind this company. You found um, your deep alignment. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And even like starting off Brown Girl Method, I started in December. So just fairly new December of 2021. And um, I still was implementing macro counting, but it was probably like a couple months in. I'm just like, this is like, I'm living a lie. Like this is not good. And I was scared. I made a TikTok on, like I made a video on TikTok of saying like, I'm just sick of being a part of the problem. I'm sick of being a part of only breaking women's relationship with food even more and having them feel even worse about themselves and their body. And so I was just like, that's it. So I, cre <laughs> I created a program based off of my past experience with one-on-one -on -one coaching clients um, and I've created it into a group coaching program, which I'm actually launching currently, which yes, I'm so tell us about. about that. It's flowing through. I'm so excited <laughs> to hear. I'm like, tell me, tell me. So I am currently launching it right now. And enrollment is this week and next week, and it closes on July 3rd. And this program, oh, get is your spot. Did you hear that? <laughs> July 3rd, mark it on your calendar. Yes. July. So only this week and this week until July 3rd, we start the week of July 4th, um, Oh, and I love it. Break free sisters. So, no. So this, this group, this group, this okay. group coaching program, we're not focused on weight loss, even though you, the listener might think that you have to lose weight in order to feel connected with yourself. It is probably 
the least, like the most worst thing you could do at this point in time. If you are disconnected with your body, if you are um, thinking that you are needing to get to this destination, then you can love yourself. You're set up to fail and you're never, you're not going to reach it. You're not going to get there. You're going to be just like me on that scale, reading that goal weight. And you're going to, you're not, you're going to hate yourself even more than what you do now. And so in this group coaching program, we don't focus on weight loss, although women can see weight loss because we are focused on health promoting habits, but we're focused a lot around the mindset around food, viewing it further than fuel because it can be culture. It can be love. It can be emotion. Um, and focusing on increasing a better relationship with our body, increasing a better relationship with food, no longer looking at bad or good. Um, and so that's what the group coaching program is about. And we're, we're focusing on like being in tune with our body and our hunger cues. And that's, like I said before, at the beginning of this, like that, when we start trusting ourselves and we start looking inward, that's when we're going to develop the relationship that we've always wanted. And we thought we needed to achieve weight loss to get there. I just want to tell you, thank you. Thank you for this work. It's so incredible. And I just think it's so like you're, you're carving new paths for women. I know that someone who has always quote unquote, I'm into wellness, right? Like everyone's into wellness. Duh. That's how we live. But there comes with so much fear and red tape. And I'm like, so confused. And I'm just like, just give me a protein shake. Thanks. Cause I'm not even sure like what I'm supposed to be eating. But before we even got on this call, I like, I love your content of like, here, I'm eating ice cream and this and this and like free, you know? Um, And I was like, I don't want that. I'm going to have a little steak with my daughter, you know? And it's just like, these are the things that feel really nourishing. So I just want to thank you for the work that you do. And I do want to ask you, what is your biggest business goal? Because we love talking about that in the next 12 months. And how can we as a community support you? What is my business goal? I would say my business goal is I just want to be um, doing my group coaching program. I am currently working with clients one-on-one, but I would like a group coaching program and this to just be my main source of income. Um, because I feel like when we go on this journey, we need community. We need valid, we need not validation, but we need to know that other women are struggling with the same thing. Um, because like you said in the beginning, it's like I, most women struggle with this and we need to hear from one another's experiences and, um, kind of come down to ground zero together and be like, Oh, we're like, I'm not any lower than you. You're not any higher than me. Like we're in the same work together and it's tough work because we're working against a lot. And so, um, I think that if that answers your question, like that's like my biggest business goal is I, I want this group coaching program to get to the point where we're filling like 20 spots, um, every three months, um, and working with women and achieving food and body freedom. Beautiful. And so if you are ready, and I'm sure you're just probably already on her site, everything will be listed in the show notes. So you can sign up, which I know I am. And then check her out on Instagram. If you still need more information, I'm sure she's here to, you know, answer any questions or whatnot. But with that, I just want to say a deep mahalo to you. I know it's not always easy to in the summertime to get on a podcast interview with little ones. So deep bows for you and your work. And I just appreciate you. And thank you for being on the episode today. No, thank you for having me on. I'm so grateful for the work you do as well. All right. Take care. We'll see you in the next episode. 
See ya. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you loved what you heard and just want to share it with all your teachers out there, sis, do me a favor. Screenshot, post, and tag me on Instagram so I can stock your profile and we can connect more. There's so much goodness coming your way. So don't forget to subscribe and I would love it if you left a five-star review so we can grow this space for our wahine. Mahalo for being here. Now get out and show the world how